Welcome to the second episode of the podcast of When the Scriptures Become Real, uh, where we study the scripture together, where we try to allow the scripture uh, to help us to understand what we should do in certain situations and how to apply that uh, to our lives as individuals. Uh, last week, we studied about leadership and how the Lord helps to mold great leaders and, and things and attributes that great leaders and God's kingdom have had in the past and how we can apply, apply that for our leaders today. Uh, but today we want to discuss when the scriptures become real, when circumstances are hard. You know, there's times in everyone's lives where, you know, things aren't easy. Things aren't always perfect. And whether you're a Christian or whether you're not a Christian, you know, sometimes people go through financial pain. Sometimes people go through physical pain. Sometimes people go through spiritual pain. And sometimes at one point or one time in life, you may go through all three. You know, just being on this earth, even as a follower of Christ, even as a, a disciple of his that tries to do his will, we're still not exempt from from pain, from suffering, from things just going on around us in this world. And, you know, what we want to discuss today is how do we how do we handle that? What What happens when that happens to me? What happens when that happens to you? What? How do we respond to that? How has our forefathers in the scripture responded to that? How have great men responded to it? And that's what we want to discuss today. Is we want to discuss what do we do when circumstances become hard for us in our lives? And so before that, you know, usually we like to start the podcast off with a, with a positive uh, quote for the day or, or positive thought before we get into our study. And I read this the other day, and I thought it was it was actually perfect um, for this episode of the podcast. And it says we have to learn how to trust God. We have to learn how to trust God uh, on the bumpy roads, and we have to learn how to trust God when we don't understand. But we can keep on serving God. And I think that I think that's great for what we're talking about today, because there's so many things in this life that we may not understand. Even as a Christian, there's going to be some things that we may not understand, but we can still trust God and know that he can help us. And so that's, again, leading into our study, that's what we want to do, is we want to make sure even when these things happen to us, even when things happen that we don't understand, you know, God always sees the bigger picture. We may see what's happening right now, and we can only see what's happening right now, but God is already there. God has already has already seen what's what's happening and he's he knows what's the best move is for you and for me. And so that's where trust and faith comes in. Even though you don't see it now, if you keep on trusting in him, then he'll show you the big picture if you keep on trusting him. So that's what we want to discuss uh today in this podcast. And what I want to do is I actually want to start with Joseph. And I, and I think about, you know, you think about the account of Joseph and really starting in in, uh, in Genesis. And again, like we said in the first podcast, we want to study together. So, I mean, you can hear my, my Bible page is flipping here, and I hope you're following along in your Bible as well. But, you know, the account of Joseph starting in, in Genesis chapter 37, you know, we talk about somebody who doesn't understand the here and now and really trust God it had to have been Joseph Joseph went through so much from the age of 17 
through the rest of his life. But remember our, our subject. The scriptures become real when circumstances become hard. You know, as a Christian, and as a Christian today, in, in a sense, it's it's easy to do the right thing when things in your life are always easy and things in your life are always okay. But what happens when things aren't okay? Then how do you respond? Then that's when the scripture becomes real. So that's when faith actually is applied. But Joseph, if you think about what bad thing from Genesis 37 when he was 17 years old, what bad thing did Joseph ever do? He really never he never did anything wrong. But wrong things in our eyes as we read the account and bad things happen to him over and over and over and over again. And can you imagine being Joseph just trying to do the right thing, just trying to be like what God wants you to be like, but still bad things keep on happening over and over and over. And you can't explain it, but things just keep happening. How do you how do you live with that? How do you keep going? And that's what we want to discuss today. And so let's let's start at the beginning. If you're if you're in Genesis chapter 37 with me, let's start there. And remember, we have Jacob and then we have Joseph and we have his brothers. And in verse five, the scripture begins saying, and Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brethren and notice and they hated him yet the more. So Joseph was having these dreams that eventually, you know, they were going to bow down to him. They were going to worship him and his brothers didn't like that. And so they hated him more and more and more. And all Joseph really, he's 17. He's just telling his brothers what his dream was about. But again, you think about it, just things are going to happen to him. And if you go down uh, to verse 17, look what happens here. And, you know, Joseph here is looking for his brothers. And he says here, the man said, they are departed hence. For I heard them say, let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren, and they found him in Dothan. Now watch this. Now when they, talking about his brothers, when they saw him afar off, even before Joseph came near to them, they conspired against him to slay him. And they dreamed, and they said to one another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. Now look at what his brothers are saying. Verse 20. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And then we'll say, well, some evil beast has devoured him. And then we'll see what becomes of his dreams. So Joseph's problems at the beginning, the root of it, was the selfish pride and really the ignorance of his brothers. His brothers didn't like him because they didn't like the idea of them at all showing Joseph that type of respect. So therefore, since we can't do that, or since we don't ever want to do that, let's slay him, let's kill him. But again, you, you look at his problems, and from here on, from chapter 37, Joseph's problems start to increase. And really for a while, they don't stop. And, you know, you look at it and look at verse 22. And Reuben said unto them, the, the big brother, in a sense, saved his life here, said, shed no blood. Cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness. Lay no hand on him that he might rid them of their hands to deliver him to his father again. 
And it came to pass when Joseph was coming to his brethren, that they stripped Joseph of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him, and they cast him into a pit, and the pit was empty, and there was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread, and they lifted up their eyes, and looked, and behold, a company of the Ishmaelites came from Gilead, and their camels bearing spicery, balm, and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said to his brethren, Well, what profit is it if we slay our brother and conceal his blood? So Judah starts to realize, well, let's not kill him. Let's not, what's that going to profit us? He's dead. So we we want more. You know, that's just, that's the pride of his brothers there saying, we just don't want to see him dead. We want to cause him more pain. So let's not kill him. Let's do something else. Look, verse 27. Come. I have an idea. Watch this. He says, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let us not lay his hand upon him. For he's our brother, and he's our flesh. And notice, his brethren were content. And so that's where Joseph's problem starts. From his own household. They threw him in the pit, and they sold him into slavery. Now, what has Joseph done other than dream dreams and tell his brothers about what he dreamt about? He's done absolutely nothing wrong. But all this is all this bad stuff is happening to him. You know, you, th you think about when we think about the scripture and we try to apply the scripture to our lives as individuals. What would you have done? What would I have done? You know, you haven't done anything wrong. But why is everybody doing this to you? Why is this happening? I don't understand. I can't imagine being Joseph 17. One minute I'm OK with my brothers. Next minute I'm having these dreams and then they hate me. Now I'm sold into slavery. I'm gone from my home. I'm gone from my father. I'm gone from my brothers. I'm gone from my livelihood. I'm outcast. You know, this circumstances for Joseph changed so fast. And sometimes you think, how could he have done that? What, what would I have done? What would you have done? But again, even in these tough circumstances for Joseph, we can start to see later on as we continue to study how his faith and trust just keep growing day by day, no matter how bad the circumstance was. Now, if we jump to chapter 39, now we see where Joseph is. Now, remember, he's being sold into slavery. Now he's there with Potiphar in Egypt. You know, now look at this. Look at verse 1 of chapter 39. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, brought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which brought him down thither. But notice verse 2, and this is the epitome of Genesis chapter 37 all the way to the end of the chapter, and really all the way to the end of the book. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. Sometimes when we read the scripture, we kind of gloss over some important details and we kind of gloss over it because we just read it as I'm putting air quotes up but as a story but we don't really read it like it actually happened in a sense if you can understand that but can you imagine though the Lord was with Joseph and he was prosperous you're you're into another land you know no one 
you're there. That's a whole new language. That's a whole new culture. That's a whole new lifestyle. And you're taken away from everything that you know. But no matter where you are, the Lord always took care of Joseph and he made him prosperous no matter what. And, you know, I think that's a sign and that's an, a, a test to Joseph of no matter what, how much he trusted God. And that's that's where our strength lies as a Christian. You know, today, sometimes we look too much on the things that's happening around us it's not a bad thing to be aware of what's happening but you know you look around at what's going on and you watch the news at night and you, you hear something bad has happened this day and this day and this day and you look around and you hear what's happening and, and you kind of get caught up in all the bad news because bad news happens every single day and you get caught up in that and it changes your mindset but Joseph all this bad stuff happened to him from the age of 17 and even though everything around him was crumbling he still trusted God that's where our strength lies as Christians and as a Christian people and as a brotherhood our strength lies in our trust not in each other not in our own selves not in what we can do for each other our strength lies in trusting in him no matter what and that's how joseph got through what he got through and you think about look at if you look from chapter 37 and we're not gonna gloss through everything that he's gone through but just to give a, an, an overview he was sold into slavery by his family after he was sold into slavery by his family he goes to potiphar's household he is accused of doing something with potiphar's wife that he did not do he was thrown into prison after he was thrown into prison, he helped the butler. He requested that the butler remember him in jail and help him to get out. But the Bible simply says, and the butler forgot him. Now, and then the next chapter, if you look at it, if you actually turn there, if you look at chapter, you know, of chapter 40 and verse 23, it says, and yet the chief butler did not remember Joseph, but forgot him. And then verse 1 of chapter 41, and it came to pass, watch this phrase, at the end of two full years. So who he helped, who he was there for in jail, forgot about him, and then he was there for two full years. Can you try to fathom that? Imagine, imagine being Joseph and you're in jail wrongfully. You shouldn't be there at all. And every single day, the Lord is with you. The scripture says the Lord's with you. But every single day, you got to think if you're in jail, if you've ever been, you know, if you're a listener and you're in high school or, or you're in college or, or you're taking a, a master's program, two years isn't a short time. Two years is a, is a nice amount of time to be somewhere or to be doing something. And can you imagine Joseph being in jail wrongfully? And he's there for two full years. Can you imagine waking up every morning? Yes, you, you have got a position there in jail. But what's the hope of you ever getting out? You wake up every single day and nothing changes. You're still there, still there, still in jail. You know, if we think about it, honestly, if that happened to us, we would have 
at least question the Lord. Where where are you? Where have you been? Why am I here? I, I shouldn't be here. I was wrongfully accused. Why am I here? And Joseph, you know what he could have done? There's a lot of things that Joseph could have done in jail for those two years. He could have sat there in jail and he could have been vindictive. He could have been bitter. He could have been angry and he could have been wrathful. And guess what? It was rightfully so. But he didn't do that. Joseph continued just to do what he could there. And you know, what would you have done if you were in jail and if you were in Joseph's situation? Would you be in jail and would you have sat there and planned how you would have got back at your brothers? Would you have planned how you would have gotten back at Potiphar's wife? Would you have planned how you would have gotten back at the butler? Joseph could have done all that. And he could have he could have been bitter towards God and towards all those people. But the scripture never indicates that Joseph ever did that. And just as a side note, whatever situation that you find yourself in right now, you can be angry. You can be bitter. You can be vindictive. You can be wrathful if you choose. Or no matter what situation you find yourself in, even if you don't fully understand it, you can trust in the Lord. We always have a choice. And so Joseph just, he was so impressive. And that's something that, you know, I hope to keep doing. And I hope that you want to do too. It's to no matter what, don't let those evil emotions take control of you because they can but allow your trust in the Lord to be so solid that no matter what is happening around you you can still trust him and that's what Joseph did and from from chapter 41 on after Pharaoh had that dream and then you could start to see the ascension of Joseph and he basically becomes second in command now I want you to notice this remember he was the one that came up with the idea when the famine came. Okay, well, we'll keep so much grain and we'll keep so much here for seven years. And then during the seven years of famine, we'll be fine. But notice, who comes for to Joseph for help? None other than the brothers who sold him. Now, here's the question here. And here's a, a decision. And here was really, remember, he was in jail. He had time to think about this. Here was Joseph's opportunity to do exactly what he wanted to the people who did him wrong. Joseph, did you know that Joseph could have had his brothers instantly killed? He's second in command in Egypt. His voice is bigger, no other than, than Potiphar himself. But notice, Joseph helps his brothers and then Joseph helps his father. What would you have done and what would I have done? You know, you think about what if there's a situation where you feel like somebody has done you wrong? There's a situation to where I feel like someone has done me wrong. And then later on, you have the opportunity to get back at them. Joseph had that opportunity, but he decided not to do that. He decided to help them. 
And you know the the great thing about Joseph, and I think this implies in a sense. Later on, after Jacob dies, and when his he's reunited with his brothers, and then when Jacob dies in chapter fifty of Genesis, his brothers were afraid that Joseph was putting on a front because their dad was still alive. Now that his dad passed away. Notice what Joseph says to his brothers. If you look at verse 19 of chapter 50, he says, And Joseph said unto his brothers, Fear not. Watch this. This is a big phrase. For am I in the place of God? That's what we have to say to ourselves as Christians. You know, sometimes, you know, if you're, you know, a preacher, or if you are an elder, or whatever that you um that you do in the church you know sometimes it's just natural because that's what the scripture does the scripture it causes people to think and sometimes people don't like to change and so when they don't like to change they don't sometimes they don't attack the scripture they attack the person speaking the scripture and so notice this is what joseph said am i in the place of God. That phrase there is something very special. At any point and in any circumstance, if you have been wronged or you have been the one doing the wrong, are you and I ever in the place of God? And I think that's the question's no, and Joseph answers that. And Joseph knew, yes, I understand what you did to me when I was 17. I understand because you threw me in the pit, I was sold into slavery. Because you threw me in the pit, I was accused of sleeping with Potiphar's wife. Because I was thrown in the pit, I was thrown in jail. Because I was thrown in the pit, I was there for two years. Because I was thrown in the pit, I didn't know what was going to happen to me. Joseph could have said all that. He could have made it all about himself. He could have made it about all about what he's gone through because of them. He could have made it all about him. But notice what Joseph does. He says, watch this, verse 20. And this is the type of attitude that we need to have. But as for you, my brothers, what you did to me all those years, you thought it evil against me. But notice this. But God meant it unto good to bring it to pass as it is his day to save much people alive. Notice the high road that Joseph took. Joseph could have made it all about him like we just said. He said, you caused me all this pain. He could have said all that to his brothers. He could have laid out in detail every single night he was in jail because of them. He could have laid out all the emotions that he was feeling. He could have laid it all out to him. And all of it was because of you. But notice, Joseph starts to see the bigger picture. He doesn't make it about him at all. And notice, Joseph went through a lot. But it's it was never about Joseph. He said, it wasn't all the things that I went through. He said, God meant it so he could save all these people. You see, that's what it's always about. 
like we talked about in the last podcast, it's all about God and helping his purpose. It is never about you and it's never about me. It's never about all the bad things that I've gone through. It's never about all the bad things you've gone through. Maybe you had to go through what you're going through for God's purpose. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe what you're going through right now, God needs you to go through that. Because if you don't, you may not be able to see the bigger picture that he has for you. And Joseph at the end, he saw the bigger picture. (coughs) Excuse me. So remember, we're talking about what do you do and what do I do when circumstances become hard? This is much easier said than done, but it's two words that the scripture teaches that I've learned from the scripture. Two words it boils down to. When things happen that you don't understand, whether right or wrong, (coughs) excuse me, whether things happen that you may not think are fair, whether things happen that you don't understand. Joseph could say all that, but two words that helped Joseph. Number one, he trusted with every fiber of his being that God was going to help him no matter what. And not only did he trust him, notice Joseph never took things into his own hands. He wasn't plotting behind the scenes. He wasn't manipulating circumstances behind the scenes. You know, he wasn't plotting or doing anything like that. He trusted. And then he waited. That's what he did. And that's, that's that's amazing what he did. He just trusted and waited. And that's really hard to do. Because if you think about Joseph's circumstance. He was waiting. For a long time. For something that may or may not come. And he trusted in God no matter what. That's the solution for us as Christians. You know, no matter what's happening with you right now. No matter what's happening with me right now. All we have to do is trust and wait. Because guess who always sees the bigger picture more than we ever can or ever will? God does. And you just have to trust in the creator that he's doing his job. And he promised that he always would if you and I stay obedient. He always promised and came through for his people. So that's that's what we wanted to discuss today. This when the scriptures become real, when circumstances become hard. And I think, you know, Joseph was a great, great example of that and there's there's other men that we could study and that I encourage you to study you look at the life of Job look at the life of Abraham look at the life of Christ himself there's so many great men of the scripture that we could study <clears throat> but I think Joseph just for, just for this study it was just a wonderful example of not only trusting and waiting but his attitude while he trusted and waited and I think attitude is also big in what you're doing because 
you know, you got to have the right attitude while you're going through it. And you got to just let the Lord work. And I, and I want to close with this. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a song that we sing, uh, usually for an invitation song. But it's entitled, Have Thine Own Way. And it starts off with saying, Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Thou art the potter, and I am the clay. Mold me and make me as thou will, while I am waiting, yielded and still. That song right there just epitomizes the life and the relationship that God had with Joseph and vice versa. And I encourage you today, you know, no matter what you're going through, keep trusting and keep waiting. And notice, you know, it may not happen for you instantly. You may have to go through some things just like Joseph did. And it, it didn't happen instantly for Joseph. We're talking from 17 to around 30. He had to wait and go through all that stuff within a span of 13 years. You may have to wait for a while. But do you have the endurance, the spiritual endurance to continue to wait and to trust him no matter what? And I think you have it, and I think I have it too. But we have to keep trusting in him that we can do it. So when the scriptures become real, when circumstances become hard, the answer, keep trusting and keep waiting. That's the episode, and that's the podcast for today. Again, thank you for listening. Again, you can uh, like and subscribe on the YouTube page, and then also you can look on um, LinkedIn as well the professional business page and it will be there for you as well next episode we'll be talking about the scriptures become real talking about the timing and waiting on god's timing and that's going to flow just with what we talked about today that's going to be a great study i uh, can't wait to study for that and to study along with you with that as well thank you guys for listening again